Hey y'all, welcome to the Love Like You podcast, a queer couple's journey through Steven Universe. My name is Ash, and my pronouns are he, him. And my name's Lilith, I go by she, they. I've watched Steven Universe in season one, and I've always wanted to share it with somebody, so I figured I'd watch it with my wife. I've actually never sat down and watched the show before, I just kind of absorbed bits and pieces from the internet. So we went ahead and sat down and watched the first episode of season one entitled Gem Glow. So what was your first impression of this episode? I thought it was very... engaging i guess you could say like you, you want to watch more of the show yeah like it it's it it shocked me because it was like it doesn't like go into backstory on the characters it doesn't give you like an overall theme like you yeah. know mo- most kids shows like they're like oh this is what we're going after the whole time this is like our main goal and this one was just like hey, these are these characters we're not going to tell you a d- darn thing about them yeah there's no, like, Power Rangers-style, like, opening of, like, 5,000 years ago, blah bitty blah bitty yeah, blah all... now there's aliens. It's like, well, there's aliens, and, like, talk to them, I guess. Yeah, like, there's three aliens that raise a boy that has a gem in his stomach. Just deal with it. Yeah, the important thing is that he really wants cookie cats, <laughs> and they are discontinued. Um, so we're going to go ahead and start talking about the plot of the first episode, but just as a heads up, we're not going to be spoiling like larger elements of the show. Like obviously I've seen basically every episode of just the original show. I haven't watched Steven Universe Future, but we're going to try and be friendly to people who like Lilith haven't watched the show before. Mm -hmm. So if you're just deciding now's the time to get into Steven Universe and I'm going to watch it and listen to a podcast like feel free to do so so we open on steven at the big donut which is one of the many little storefronts that we're going to see in beach city um finding out that his favorite ice cream cookie Mm -hmm. cats have been discontinued oh lord it is it is truly the saddest thing that can happen to a 12 year old biggest animated betrayal ever yes number two (laughs) um yeah so we meet lars and sadie who work at the big donut and man oh man i forgot how much of a turd lars is in the beginning of this show did you think he was a turd he is yeah um i I found him to be somewhat like he's just very dismissive of steven's feelings and just kind of doesn't care at all I mean, he's a teenage boy he's like a pretty typical teenage boy and that's pretty typical but like it it i feel like it shows in sharper contrast like steven being like very sensitive right but like you know sadie's at least really chill like sadie's always been a pretty relatable character for me um but yeah so even though there's no more cookie cats she does let steven take home the world's most adorable mini fridge. I, I wish a lot more, a lot of convenience stores would let me do that. Just like take the little fridge that they come with. Yeah, it, it wasn't something I thought about when I first watched the show, but now I'm like, oh my gosh, that's probably like several hundred dollars worth of like big donut corporate owned merchandise. Is like, it a corporation or is it just a locally owned thing? I feel like I feel like it's like a chain. I feel like I remember. I feel like it's a chain. I don't know for certain this is not the Steven Universe guide to all the secrets. This is the Steven Universe guide to Ash remembering stuff from a while ago. (laughs) Yeah, um, I thought it was so cool that she was just like, you can take that home. 
And this was like after them talking about the replacement popsicles, the lion liquors, which sounded, it, there's a double meaning there somewhere. I don't want to think about that double meaning. <laughs> um, I'm not a furry. No uh, furries here. <laughs> Neither one of us are furries, but we do support them. The furries are amazing and they're great and I love being their friends, but I am not one of them no. despite much coaxing. <laughs> um, but yeah, he goes home with the world's most adorable mini fridge and he finds his three super strong buff moms just beating the crap out of a centipedal baby storm. Yeah, that that was a striking scene for me, honest. I didn't expect it first episode in. I didn't expect it at all because, like, the only thing I had seen out of this show was, like, cute, wholesome stuff, you know, like, people just making really good art, fan art of these characters. And then, like, in the scene, they're talking to Steven while he says stuff, and Garnet rips one in half, and you see it's inside, and then uh, Pearl snaps the other's neck, and I'm just like, What? <laughs> Why? Why? Oh, you sweet summer child. Um, yeah, it's for me. What's striking is that like Stephen is not surprised by this. Yeah, that, that like, was another thing I noticed. Yeah. He's not surprised by the violence. He's not even yeah. surprised that these aliens are here. Like the the centipedal things. He's just like they're cute. It's like good world building to establish like this is like this is just a normal Tuesday afternoon for Steven. Like he's just like, yep, they're fighting some monsters, but the drastic terrible thing that's happening is that he doesn't have any more cookie cats, except he does have more cookie cats because Amethyst robbed a factory and then Pearl went back and paid for it. Which (laughs) I I found that, that little like uh, exchange to be very hilarious. Like, just like, we robbed a factory, we paid for it. No. And it was all Garnet's idea. <laughs> they just, they don't want to, like, ever claim up to anything, so they just push it on each other. Garnet has big stoic dad energy. Like, I, I, I found her to be a little bit more, in, like, from what I understand and what I've seen of fan art and, like, fans talking about the show. Garnet was always, like, a very stoic character, but then she was rather emotional, emotive in this episode. I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but I don't know much about the character. Yeah, like, I for me, it's, it's something where, like, when you see her over time and you see things change, like, again, not to spoil things, but, like, characters change in this show, and it's something where she's a gem of few words... And those words are usually pretty hilarious and dry. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like for me, it was mostly that like she over time, like becomes like less emotive and then more emotive depending on like whether or not it's like a comedic portrayal or Mm -hmm. if it's just like her being a background character in somebody else's. I also like her character design. Like yeah. Her character design, just the, the big afro and, like, the sleek bodysuit and the, the really awesome shades. Yeah, it's kind of the iconic garnet look, and everybody loves it. It's it's very striking. It catches, like, the design of each one of those characters, all three. Yeah, like, they, ha- they have, like, really distinct character designs, and it's something that stands out when, like, you first see mm-hmm. them fighting all of the centipedals. But steven comes home to open up a freezer full of cookie cats that he thought were gone forever Mm -hmm. and he sings the world's most adorable tune and then eats one and his gem glows for the first time and everyone has to think does this fat kid have a magic power fueled by ice cream the the thing that struck me out for me was that like 
there was no, oh, I'm feeling funny, and then it starts glowing. He's just eating, and it starts glowing, and everyone's like, Steven, you're Jim. And he's like, what? Oh, it's like, you don't feel that? I, like, the powers of the gem are mysterious. Either that or cookie cats are that delicious that you could just be, like, having a gastrointestinal disaster, and it's still, like, you just focus on how good the ice cream is, which, to be frank, like, if it was Cold Stone Creamery, I'd feel the same. Mm-hmm. But he tries his best to, like, summon a weapon from it because that's what all the other gems can do, but it doesn't work. And he wonders if he'll ever be a crystal gem. But the team reassures him that no matter what, he will always be one of them, even if he's completely useless, <laughs> as Amethyst points out. He, he's the guy in the back that's just like, go team. You know. I mean, yeah, you know poor dude honestly but he asks all of the gems how they summon their weapons and pearl is extremely obtuse and says that it's by focusing on all the powers of physics and something with petals and surrounded by like cherry blossoms and it looks very magical girl and then amethyst is behind the big donut and just is like i don't know dude it's just a thing i do and then like takes out her whip and slices a dumpster in half. <laughs> yeah. Much to Lars's dismay, he just comes out and he's like, again, like it's happened before. It's clearly happened before and it will happen again. But I wonder how much more like hullabaloo she gives him throughout the series. Oh man. Like Amethyst being impulsive is eighty percent of the humor in the first season. I kinda of, I found her to and be And the very other twenty percent is Garnet being super like chill yeah and garnet is just like i don't know i connect psychically through the powers of the universe and then my gem does stuff yeah hers was <laughs> i really liked hers because she like gave this awesome like riling speech of how she pulls energy from the core of the universe and then she just goes or something like that <laughs> i mean like very dry just kind of cuts the humor right there and it's perfect i loved it yeah but he is dismayed because I don't know when you're 12, that's all really confusing and you don't know what your body is doing. Even if you're just a normal human. Yeah. And now you have a magic gem and the only time it's ever glowed is when you ate ice cream that is discontinued. So you think that if it's from the ice cream, it's never going to happen again. You're screwed. <laughs> but they all tell him you're a part of the team, Steven, no matter what you'll get there. It'll, it'll happen. He eats another bite of the cookie cat and suddenly he's able to summon a shield yeah. and it's super cute and then he loses control of it and that's slightly less cute yeah isn't, isn't that's when uh it like just like bounces around the room and smashes the tv yep and amethyst is like that's cool do it again and he's like i don't know how and the other two are just like what's in the ice cream well pearl was more almost like that garnet i don't think garnet said a thing during that garnet scene. probably doesn't say a thing in most scenes i think she just kind of was watching was like hmm you know, chuckle through the nose. But <laughs> that's when the centipedal's mom comes back and she is upset and they tell Steven to stay inside while they'll deal with it. But Steven has now summoned a weapon once and doesn't know how it happened. So he figures he's just going to grab the mini fridge and go outside and do it a bunch. It's like you do one push up, drink some water and think you're like invincible. Yep. <laughs> and when you're 12, that's a thing you can think. 
but the gems aren't doing so hot out there. So he distracts the centipedal and is like, hey, look at me. I'm going to summon a shield and defeat you. And then eats a cookie cat and just feels kind of queasy. <laughs> he just like shoves a bunch of them in his mouth and he just get, he's progressively getting like more and more like ill because of the amount of ice cream he's eating, which I find it funny that indigestion was the first thing that hit him, not brain freeze. Yeah, I I mean, he wasn't carrying them around in a freezer. He was carrying them around in a mini fridge. So maybe they weren't that cold anymore. Maybe. I don't know. I but, mean, if they if they they weren't, they didn't seem to be melting. So yeah. the, that world's cutest mini fridge then suffers a fate at we, the hands of the centipedal's mom. Feels kind of cheap that one. Like they introduced really the great, sad. they introduced the greatest little mini fridge I've ever seen in my life, and then destroyed at the end. And I'm just like, we can't. I'm already one episode in, and I already feel like we can't have anything nice. Steven Universe is definitely a show where we cannot have nice things. Mm-hmm. But um, Steven just chucks it at the centipedal, and then it poofs into a dormant state. Kind of turns into a pokeball. Yeah, it like, like a... it 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 poofs into just its like gem as its dormant state. Is that what that happened? So if a gem gets super badly damaged, it will like just go into like the actual like stone and just like reform from there. Oh, I was like, I was very confused because I blinked and it like, it all of a sudden there's this little like radioactive looking Pokeball at Garnet's feet. And I'm like, did they, did they literally just like Pokeball that thing? <laughs> yeah, so they'll put the, they'll bubble it is what they call it, where they put in this like protective bubble to keep the mm-hmm. gem inside from reforming into its Which, like. If that if that's the case, then what kind of gem was the centipedal? I don't know. I maybe we'll find out later in the series. You can be vague all you want. <laughs> but the gems reassure Steven that he'll figure it out in his own weird Steven-y way. Mm-hmm. And then he throws up and we end on that. So. Which is another thing that struck me as weird. I don't know. You don't see much of like throwing up, especially the sound of it hitting the ground happening in kids shows a lot. I don't know how much kids shows you're watching. I feel like that was like a common gross out thing. It felt very like Cartoon Network for me. Mm, I don't but, know. I mean, it's definitely like it's a cute first episode yeah. for me. It's it definitely doesn't hold a candle to like what I know the show can do but like it is a good introduction to the characters I I really enjoyed it it definitely was like because I thought it was going to be like one of the like the the that was most piling and they're trying to get they're trying to just establish the plot in the world and you got to sit through that and then the good stuff happens in the next episodes but this one was like they just smacked you in the middle of it and you just had to like learn the characters instead of being introduced to them and i think it's because like largely like the show is not like about the world building the mm-hmm. world building is about the characters so it's like the characters aren't your path to the world building like the story and like the things that are happening with like what the the crystal gems are and like why they're on earth and like what got them to where they're at right now and why does steven have this gem Mm -hmm. like that's all a vehicle for steven's and like everybody else's like character development Mm -hmm. because ultimately it's what the show is about it's about like especially steven's emotional development and that's why like for me it is so clearly like a take and it's not like this is a hot take it's so clearly sailor moon but for like 
kids in America and it's a boy instead of a girl. I, fe- I felt I felt like that was the that was a thing. Like especially like the when he finally gets the the shield to come out. It yeah, was... and like his his shirt kind of ripples around like it's a Sailor Moon transformation. It's like meant to like crib that. And mm-hmm. but like it's more about like how it's his gem is based off of his like emotional state. It's not about like him finding like a power crystal or something yeah it's more digimon or like sailor moon than it would be you know finding like a i don't even know what i'm like trying to say but it's it's more along the lines of like he doesn't find a weapon he creates one out of the sense of him being nurtured by his mother figures yeah it reminded me a lot of, and I could be just projecting, but it it felt a lot like uh like the first couple of episodes of Adventure Time. Yeah. Like the the writing is kind of the same because it slaps you right in the middle of it. It doesn't explain why Jake can stretch and talk. It doesn't explain why Finn's like pretty much the only human there. You know. But Rebecca Sugar worked on Adventure. Is she Time. really? Yeah. So she's the a uh, a lot of like. She created Marceline as a character. Oh. And so, like, all the... And she was really behind the whole, like, Marceline, like, Princess Bubblegum thing. Like, and so when... The big appeal for a lot of people and, like, why a lot of, like, queer women started watching the show is because the show was pitched as, hey, the woman that brought you, like, the Marceline Princess Bubblegum ship is making her own show and is having her own creative control over things. That's kind of cool. I like that. Yeah, it is really cool. That that explains why, like, the, 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 the structure and just how, like, um, the show in and itself, it's just this one episode is, like, it feels very much the same. Yeah, it's sort of episodic. It kind of plops you in the middle of things. And and both shows do sort of, like, lead you from it being kind of, like, a whimsical, like, oh, it's just kind of magical and we're not going to really think about it to being, like, we're going to talk about the implications of, like, why the world is like this and it's going to reveal truths about our characters. Yeah. And, I mean, like, that's really, like, what this is about because, like, even though, like, I found Steven kind of initially annoying on this rewatch, like, it's because, like, he has to start here. Mm-hmm. And, like, I know where he goes from here, and I know that it's going to all be about, like, his emotional development, which it's, like, the first episode of Sailor Moon Usagi is super annoying. Like, it's the point is, like, you watch them grow. I'm going to be fairly honest. I've never seen Sailor Moon. Yeah, well... I haven't watched all of Sailor Moon, so we can't do a podcast about that. <laughs> Should do a podcast on everything we, we watch. No, that is not how we are not going to be those millennials that like monetize everything and turn it into a side gig. Important to the show, mm-hmm. the way that in Sailor Moon, like Usagi's are, and even if you don't know what that is, like you've seen like clips and stuff off of YouTube or whatever. Yeah. Um, one thing that I, I kind of picked up on was. Uh... Like, throughout this first episode, like, Steven is very, like, he's very open with his emotions. He's very just, like, I'm going to cry because my favorite thing is discontinued. I'm, like, uh, like forlorn because this thing that I really want to happen isn't happening. And no one seems to be, like, you know, suck it up. I mean, Lars is kind of like that, but Lars, Lars is a turd. And the whole point of Lars is like right now is that he's a turd and that he kind of like represents like the toxic masculine, like teenage boy mindset. Mm -hmm. But like Steven doesn't have that and he's not going to like let Lars 
be mean to him about that and internalize it like and even then it didn't even seem like it was it was a sore subject between him and Lars like he just kind of like accepted that that was how Lars is and just kept being himself um another thing that I really enjoyed and I I I don't know this could this could come up later in episodes and I could sound like a complete dummy um is that like Steven as a character is a very chubby little kid right but him being chubby is not like being used as joke fodder and no yeah. one kind of like pokes at him and calls him tubby or whatever yeah he's not fat shame. that's not something that really happens in the show ever. right like he's not like i don't remember it ever being a thing that comes up in the show and it is something that's like really refreshing it's just like he just is like a chunky kid and he runs around and he does stuff and like they don't make it a joke or make it a problem mm-hmm. like it's just this is just how steven is like he's like 12 or something like you know he'll like he's still got some baby fat on him they're not like trying to like push that steven should care about like conventional attractive beauty standards because he's 12 he's a kid like it's not something that's a big deal but um there anything else like how did you find the visuals of the episode um i found it really nice honestly like i really liked like the blending of color yeah like, like the there, color there, palette and yeah stuff. there's a lot of blending there's a lot of like striking imagery like i still i'm st- i'm still wondering like the the big statue the big woman in the mountain that they yeah. live in it's like they don't explain it and no one seems to like mention it at all it's the temple and like that's just where they live and that's where the gems live i love how like the house like kind of looks slapdash like put like just on there yeah it's <laughs> just like a place for steven to live yeah and it, it's just it's interesting like they don't like explain it or anything but it just sort of feels like and here's this weird human attachment to like this big like gem like temple yeah and it is super cool for me a lot of it is that like as beautiful as like the ideas behind it are like it does look a little like rough compared to what i know the visuals turn out to be later i mean that that's that's like that's come less typical for it's like a budget thing yeah yeah but um i i love like watching for like all these little like details and stuff like seeing like this like glow bracelet at the back of the freezer they never say why it's in there but i know why it's in there and you'll know why it's in there if you don't in a couple of episodes like it will come up and it i was wondering about that because like i i didn't i didn't think whenever he opens up the fridge the the freezer and he's like oh my god and it's like I thought he was talking about the glow bracelet because it was so striking against the the. It was imagery. the contrast thing in a in a thing full of the same ice cream. Yeah. But then it, it takes you a second. But it, it is cool that it's something that they like, they prominently show, but mm-hmm. they just don't say anything about. But it's not something I've never kept a glow bracelet in a freezer. Although I've been told it's something that like helps it last longer. Again, that's another thing that reminds me a lot of like Adventure Time because like. Pendleton Moore, the guy that created Adventure Time, he would show just random things through each episode, and then it'd be like two seasons later, and he'd explain that same thing yep. as if you like he's like, hey, remember this? This is what it is. And like Adventure Time definitely was like basically necessary for them to like make Steven Universe. Yeah, when they did because it's another ep- a show about like a young boy exper- experiencing and expressing his emotions in the ways he does. Yeah. So it's but, very nice. Yeah, it's um, it's just it's really it's a fun rewatch, especially for like watching those details. But like it is a little strange. 
um, mm-hmm. to be like going back and seeing like how rough the visuals are, like how off model the characters can be sometimes. Right. But like it, at the end of the day, like I come here for the characters and the characters are still really great. Even if I know that they can be better than who they are right now. Right. Uh, with that being said, I, I had to say, I, I really thought Pearl was very annoying to this entire episode. Yeah. Pearl, Pearl is the mom friend and most mom friends have a trauma-based reason for being mom friends. Yeah. And I'm sure that we will get into some stuff, but, like, clearly Pearl has anxiety beyond what is just normal. And, like, that that can be pretty annoying, but also, like... She almost seemed, like, somewhat dismissive of, like, human things. Yeah, I, I feel like it's more of a thing where she just hasn't engaged with those things because, mm-hmm. like, she she's been busy being a crystal gem and protecting the earth and stuff yeah but she just doesn't protecting the earth weirdly doesn't need to be super involved with humans for most of history yeah um like because the way i've i saw the three of them kind of react to things is like like amethyst is so engaged with like human things and human affairs and stuff like that that she's just like like with steven like enjoying having cookie cats and stuff like that she was so like just like by her being behind like the dumpster you mean yeah like Like she 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 was in town yeah and like from what i saw like garnet was just like she's there and she kind of humors the idea behind what humans like and whatnot specifically steven but it was like pearl just seems sort of like almost as if she didn't she, like, doesn't know what to do with the part of Steven that's a, a human being. Yeah. And she just, like, kind of wishes that she could just deal with him as a gem instead of as, like, half gem, half human. Yeah, because, like, she keeps trying to do it, and, like, deal with his thing throughout the episode, his, like, inability to pull a weapon. And m- what I would expect to be a gem way, like, she tries to explain it in a way that possibly, in my opinion, a gem would deal with stuff like because her and um garnet both have kind of the same ish reactions like Like their explanation yeah like like, pulling from the energy of the universe yeah they just like they manifest their weapons through the energy they pull from the core of the universe or whatever you know and it's not the same thing with humans i guess yeah i mean like it's like they have perceptions that like Amethyst doesn't care to tap into and Steven doesn't seem to be able to yet. But, like, I mean, they're all, like, thousands of years old. Like, millions of years old. Like, they're older than the Earth for the most part. Like, they're... So they're going to be able to do things and, like, I think it's interesting. Steven's been just, like, a blip in their existence. Like, just being, like, a kid. Mm -hmm. So it's something where, like, they're not super great at talking to him i'm sure unless you have something more to say no all right well that's gonna do it for this week's episode of the love like you podcast we will be uploading every monday but just as a heads up we're gonna be recording several episodes at a time kind of like a steven bomb and then uploading them week by week so if you want to contact us through email or twitter we might take a few weeks to get to your question or comment on air but we will get to it trying to tweets throughout the week if, you like, if you'd like, we'd love it if you'd follow our Twitter at lovelikeyoupod or email us at lovelikeyoupod at gmail.com. Links will be in the description. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. See you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>